The Info Arcade is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for the Info Arcade with Jaden Stanley. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Info Arcade. Guys, great show this week. We have a fun, fun set of topics to talk about. But first, as always, we got to introduce the co-host. With me every single week, we got AJ King and Kyle Stathead Sheridan. Boys, how are we doing today? I'm all right, man. I'm doing good. Wait, how are you this doing? Guy? I'm, Who is that guy? I'm flabbergasted. What happened that's to AJ? Green. AJ yeah, that's is not, supposed to be on the call. That's is this like, that's, guest? Like, that's like, you know how there's Link and Dark Link? This is yeah. Dark AJ. This is Dark AJ. I, I, this is prime shenanigans here. Something's, something's up. He, how do we know you're the real AJ? How do we know? Say something only the real AJ would say. Yes. And we'll know. We'll I mean, the real AJ. There, 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 right there. I'm, I'm wearing it. Wait, wait. I think this will also prove it. Wait. Uh, you can't even see it though. Can't see it. And a haircut. Ooh. Uh, no, nah, this isn't a haircut. This is just me slicking my hair back now because it's yeah, too long. You called yourself up for us. You're definitely not AJ. Oh man, you're so, I did you're not. So sweet. You I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie and definitely wearing sweats. So chat, man. put put it put it in the chat. Do you think this is the real AJ? We're gonna have a we're gonna have a Where's vote the real in the AJ? chat. We're gonna have a we're, vote we, in the chat. Is this cat. the real AJ? It's true, guys. We have a great show for you this week as always and i've got to say that some of these topics are a little bit different than some of the normal bread and butter stuff that we get to do on this show but it's gonna be a lot of fun tonight i'm really excited to dive in uh but can we talk about this every time i see that fcf trailer roll may 2023 i'm like guys it's happening it's it's happening it's coming soon are you guys ready like can can the can the day just get here? Can the season just start already? Like I'm ready for training camp. You guys with me? I'm I'm ready. I, to go. Listen, I'm gonna be a little stinker. Um, no, you I, I, chaos. I, yeah, no, right. Never. I'm so glad that that's established on this stream. It's um, true. That's important to me. Uh, I'm so excited to see the board apes not win another championship. Hey, I gotta say. Uh, board is gonna win. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Hey, I mean, wait, wait, no, 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 I have a good response. Uh, I know you do, I know you do. This coming from a man who has no team love, no devotion, no No. loyalty. I said it way earlier. I'm team FCF. I like until I get a team that I like calls to me, like I'm team F, I'm just team FCF. I'm it could be players, it could be worse. He could be a Braun Wagoner. What? What does that even mean? It's a bandwagoner that just follows LeBron in the NBA. A Braun. Oh, I thought you said Brown. You want to know what I know? A Brady wagoner would also. A wagoner would also. I'm just like, hey, LeBron's good at basketball, and that's something everyone can agree on. True. True. (laughs) And and you know what? Brady is pretty good at football, but it wasn't enough. And we're about to talk about that. Let's do it now. This is first up our sports topics, breaking news. Let's get it started right now. Let's go. Oh, let's go with 
a great wild card weekend wrap up. Guys, we had some good games in both the AFC and the NFC this week. And can anyone call it a comeback weekend? Because I feel like almost every match was just a crazy comeback after crazy comeback. Uh, we saw uh, Seattle get beat by San Fran in a crazy comeback. We saw the Giants make a comeback. Um, we saw Jacksonville play out of their minds and get a great comeback. Like, this was a great weekend for football. And for, as Stathead would loves to say, as the number one fan of chaos, it was chaos. So, I want to recap all of this. Let's start with the AFC matchups. Got Miami and Buffalo. A lot closer game than I would have would have expected. What do you guys think about that uh, game? Any takeaways? All, uh, for me, one I I the bold thing is I don't think Buffalo. Looking at how Cook is performing, and like Cook caught off to a, a bad start, fumbled his first ever carry, and now mm -hmm. he's like being more solid. I don't think Buffalo is going to take a running back in the draft. I think that's my first takeaway. Second takeaway, Dolphins might, I think, like, stop hurting Tua. I'm glad he's not playing, but, like, if Tua gets one good, healthy season, the Dolphins could be legit. Mm -hmm. But also, I don't think that's going to happen after this season. So they might need to look for a different – I like the coach. I like the coach. Yeah. I like the team. I think you. my question is at quarterback, and that is Tua – is he the dude? Or is he just banged up and they screwed the pooch by doing the mm -hmm. whole concussion thing? Yeah. Um, Gaga saying, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised at all, Buffalo. Went. Yeah. Uh, Gaga Baba in the chat saying, Derek Carr to Miami. Who that'd knows? Be bridge, that'd be a good bridge quarterback. I think I've got to say this. I love Derek to Carr with Waddle and Hill. Why are you shaking your head? Hold up. I'm well, gonna no, that. That's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. This is what's going to happen. I love right. that. <laughs> Derek Carr is going to go to the Saints because that's the Ooh, only move that, that the Saints are, have right now in their arsenal. No, number two, uh, the Dolphins are never going to get a whole season with Tua healthy. He's yeah, never done it, ever. Yeah. They need well, to start looking for somebody that can be healthier but can develop behind Tua and learn from Tua. Yeah, mm. can, we, can we just ah. say this? Like, I think Tua's career is going to be like Bennett. that of RG3s. <clears throat> where rg3 super promising season comes in ready to play but then injury stricken every year ends up having to cut his promising career short i think that's what we're going to see with Tua and all these head injuries the more concussions you have the more likely and more prone you are to concussions we've seen that already too much this season unfortunately yep. so i don't know how much longer Tua is going to be playing the great game um I, hopefully I, hopefully I, I a little bit longer yeah, but you know, there's there's been a lot of talk about injuries over this weekend, wild card weekend. True, true, and I think a lot of it was stimulated from the Buffalo Bills. Derek, uh, uh, Hamlin. Whenever Hamlin got hurt, that really just opened up everyone's oh eyes. Oh like, To to like being Let's aware of injuries, we've got to know what's happening with injuries. We got to take care of our players, and I think that's so crucial, um, especially after that event. Um. What, did you, what were you going to say, Stathead? I cut you off, didn't mean to. Oh, I was referring to Lamar Jackson, but I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Yeah, uh, Vancouver in the chat, BC Lion, welcome. Good to see you. 
Uh, always good to have some love. Shout from out British to Columbia. BC Lion. BC uh, Lion been here a while. He's been in the chat a while. He's been he's here. been in the chat. He, he's one of the OGs. And we not love always it. pops up, but it's good to see him. It's good to see you, buddy. Hey, uh, let's go on to the next match. Buffalo is going to be advancing. We're going to be talking about a preview for next weekend, but we have so many games to digest from last weekend. So we're going to go ahead and move on. We'll come back to conversation with Buffalo here in just a minute. But Baltimore took on Cincinnati, also without their starting quarterback, with Lamar Jackson still being hurt. We've got some uh, conversation around Lamar Jackson later on in the show. Uh, Baltimore falls just short. Joe Burrow and the Bengals take it. They're advancing. Uh, I'm not surprised by this at all. We we talked about this last week on the show. I don't think the Ravens have potential to to win a championship without Lamar Jackson and a he, wide receiver. Yeah, and, dude, their receiver core needs some help. It's true. It's true. Um, and so yeah, that was my takeaway. I'm not surprised. We said it last week. Cincinnati, they're pressing on. Yeah, get a wide uh, receiver it, one and either pay Lamar Jackson or figure it out. Because Lamar Jackson did the right thing by not playing. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, AJ, let me ask you this. Do you think that Burrow is looking to run it back, go all the way to the Super Bowl, only this time to win the championship? Do you think this is year, the year for uh, the Burrow? I don't think he's going to win it, no. Uh, okay. I think he's going to get to the past this round, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Actually, not even. Uh, I'm gonna be real. Who are they up against? Let's, who are they up against? Uh, we're about to talk previews, but they are uh, going up against the Bills. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I, I had them beating the Bills this round and losing to the Chiefs next round. That's 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 what I had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, uh, those are both tough opponents. No, yeah, no, no, either way you spin it, like. But but the way I'm looking at it, the Bills, you know, as much as they did well this weekend, I saw cracks. Like I, I knew that they were going to win this weekend, but the way that they won wasn't in a fashion that led me to believe, you know, or convince me that they're going to do well the next round. You know, the Bills, yes, Halo Crown. The Bills, yes, are legit, but I don't think they're legit enough to beat Joe Burrow. Man, he's on a tear. He yeah. looks like he wants to go to the Super Bowl, he and looks I think like a the- Glacier Boy when he walks in the stadium, iced out. Yeah. Ready to play. Just had to yeah. throw that out there. Not lying. But, like, honestly, I think the only person and the only team that can stop them from going to the Super Bowl and potentially winning it all is the team that I think is going to win it all this year, and that's the Chiefs. I just think the Chiefs are stacked when, you know, you can lose someone like Tyreek Hill and still be just as dominant. That just shows you that it's not one player. It's a legitimate team that you have to be worried about. Yeah, the Chiefs look super promising. They are the number one seed in the AFC. But next week, they are taking on what we consider to be underdogs, the number four seed Jacksonville Jaguars, who went up against the Los Angeles Chargers last week. Ridiculous game. Made a crazy comeback from halftime. Ridiculous game. I had called it. Let's just say it. And not only did he call it once, he called it twice. He called it right here, and he called it on the Ready, Stat, Go podcast. He said it that – Jacksonville was gonna gonna beat that game. They were gonna win, and they did. They upset the Chargers. Austin Eckler's uh, season. Much love to Eckler, owner of the FCF team. Uh, Should have been stars. And I gotta say that name is so perfect for the Chargers because they could have been, should have been stars, but it wasn't enough because the Chargers got upset by Trevor Lawrence. What a beast, dude! And you know what the best part about the whole Trevor Lawrence comeback win was? This. 
You know what he did after the game? Did you guys see this? No. What? He and his wife called up the local Waffle House and said, we're coming, reserve all the booths. All of them. That's great. All of them. They eaten. They were up in the Waffle House. You know who's not going to be in a Waffle House? Me, because I didn't get last place in our fantasy football league this year. But Trevor Lawrence says, I want the Waffle House, and he shows up. There he is with some of his teammates, friends, family, and they're just uh, you know celebrating the dub in the Waffle House. Uh, <laughs> dude, I mean, come on. Does it get any more perfect than that? Uh, takeaways from the Chargers game. What was the breakdown uh, on the Chargers? I'm going to shout out um, my boy John Vogel because he, he tweeted it out best. This is the best way I could describe it. It looked like Trevor Lawrence was playing so that he could come back later. That mm-hmm. first half was doo-doo. It was, it was bad. bad it, it was, was bad. real bad. And then bad. exactly like he said, second half he comes back. And, like, I love that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop being do a second-half team. No one likes yeah. to be anxious or freaking out because your team is down 31 to 0 in the first half. Nobody likes that. I think okay, I'm still hurt by TCU to, and Georgia. I, this game came down to coaching. <laughs> it, that I think that's what it did. I don't think I think the Chargers played well, but I think they were outcoached. Yeah. And I I don't I they're giving Brandon Staley another chance and they're getting rid of the OC. Okay, fine. Bring in a new OC. If they don't do it next year, in my mind Brandon Staley's done. 100%. And I with, think with you weapons got... and talent like Justin Herbert and yeah. the rest of that receiving core and Austin Eckler, there's no reason they shouldn't be winning playoff games. This like, two years in a row. Last Doug, year's upset by the Raiders. Then this year, like, come on. Doug freaking Peterson's doing wild. Something. And I, like, I think he's more than just not Urban Meyer. I think that's why they, I think everyone thought that's why they grabbed him is because he just wasn't Urban Meyer. Mm hmm. But I think he's doing way more, and I'm not shocked because he's won a Super Bowl. It's true. And I'm psyched to see him play Andy Reid. Yep. It's, sure. it's apprentice versus master. Dude, it's going to be awesome. Like uh, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. It's exactly kind of match what Father we had. Father, son. Father, son. There you go. Hey, let's go over the NFC. Number one seed Eagles. They're getting ready to go. Nice and rest. Uh, restful weekend for them. Uh, but you know, there were some battles over in the NFC as well. A great comeback win from the 49ers coming back over the Hawks, the Seahawks, the number seven seed, getting beat by the number two seed. Um, what we thought was gonna be upset, but San Fran, man, I've gotta say it. Their QB, man, he might be the real deal. Mr. Irrelevant might be relevant after all. Just saying. So uh the New York Giants taking on Minnesota. Like, we all were thinking the Vikings were going to get the dub last week. When we were on the show, we were talking Vikings. We were saying, hey, I think it looks pretty promising. We were kind of counting the Giants out. They broke through the weakness that was that uh, terrible Vikings defense this weekend. There were so many cracks in that defense. Giants ran all over them. I don't think they're going to have the same luck this week uh, whenever the Giants go face the Eagles. It's just not going to happen. But uh, Giants... They do beat Minnesota uh, in the away game. And then the game that everybody watched for multiple reasons. Uh, one, because could be Brady's last playoff game. Could be Brady's, you know, just first playoff game on his way to his next Super Bowl ring. And it could be Dallas's 
chance to keep going on to win his third first Super Bowl since the 90s. There was a lot of storylines in this game. The Mandalorian trailer was playing at halftime, so a lot of people were watching that game for various reasons. You don't even know what it, what they were. But it was looking to be an exciting game. Brady's undefeated against Dallas in the playoffs, but no longer because even without a great field goal kicker, Dallas gets the dub with just absolute just muscle over Brady and the Bucks. And I've got to say, I'm I'm surprised it wasn't a better game. I was hoping for a closer game after all the exciting comeback games we had earlier in this week. I mean, Brady is the king of coming back. He is the king of getting dubs. Am I wrong? Like, but this time just wasn't enough. Um, what are your thoughts, guys, on the Bucks Cowboys game last night? Like. Are you surprised? I, I honestly am surprised. I didn't think that the Cowboys were going to pull it off. Uh, I mean, I kind of thought they were. I've been saying it for a while. Tom Brady's washed. It's his time. He's over the hill. He needs to move on. Bring the young men in. I don't know how many different ways I could say it. I've been saying it all season long. True. Look at Purdy. Literally not worth anything in the draft but he's doing better than all the old fogies. Yes, I use the word old fogies. That's a combination you haven't heard in years because when you did hear it, that's when these guys were relevant, all right? We need to move past the Aaron Rodgers, the Matt Ryans, and the Tom Brady's of the world, guys. It's true. I'm tired of it. And Dak Prescott just showed us why he showed us why Tom Brady is no longer relevant, how he may have been the goat, but he is Michael Jordan in the wizards. He is not relevant anymore. He's past his prime. Dang. Yikes. That's, yeah. That's a big ouch. Big oof right there. Uh, I, I will say this. Dak did one thing this weekend. It showed me that he actually might be worth his paycheck there in Dallas because for the law, lo- like I've been saying this on, on this show all year long. The dude is overpaid. They need a new quarterback in Dallas. And this week, the man breaks Tom, uh, breaks Troy Eggman's record for most consecutive completed passes on their run to go up 18-0 in the first half over the Bucks. And that was because of his determined playmaking. Um, and I've got to say, like, that's a side of him I haven't seen at all, not in a long time. And so it was really good to see that. He seems like he flipped a switch for the playoffs. Let's see if it continues. This week, Cowboys are taking on the Niners. Who do you guys have in that matchup? Number five seed versus the number two seed Niners. What you got? Go ahead, Stat. I'll let you go first. Um, I'm going to take the Niners uh, for two reasons. Because one, uh, uh, Freddie, my illustrious co-host, has been spot on correct for every game so far, and <laughs> I've gotten two wrong. So if like for the NFC side, the NFC side for me gone. I messed that up. So I'm just gonna say what he what he says because whatever he Freddie says, what Freddie's probably gonna be right, and that's <laughs> the scary part. But mm. I'm gonna go with that. But also. You know, I, I I picked San Francisco to make it to the conference anyway. I think they can go all the way to the conference. I think that they're, they're not going to the Super Bowl, but I definitely think 
you know, the way Shanahan's calling plays right now, the, the yards after catch talent that the Niners has, the Niners defense, the Niners defense, like, I I think the jury's still out on Purdy. I don't want to call him legit yet. I want to see how he does with a full starting season under his belt. But, you know, I think he might be the Nick Foles equivalent of this year. I think he might just show up right place, right time, and ride the waves. Um, he doesn't really need to make mistakes. I mean, he, mm. he can't make mistakes. That's just it. Like, he can make some mistakes, but he just has to manage the game. I don't know what kind of quarterback he is until next year. Yeah, but I think Purdy's been set Dallas, with enough weapons I, in his I think hand. Shanahan. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think Purdy's been set up with the right cards in his hand, the right weapons to be played. Like it doesn't matter really what he like. He just has to show up and play the cards to the table at that point. Like he, exactly, he's been dealt a great hand there with an incredible defense, great offensive weapons. Uh, Purdy's definitely being set up for success, but with that, he's proving his relevance. The question is, can he continue to show that in the coming seasons? Um, we'll find out really how well he does against the Cowboys defense as they've been on a tandem lately. Um, that is going to be the last game Sunday night. Uh, someone in the chat looks like they asked what game it was PC Ninja asked what day of the game Saturday. We've got the chiefs Jags. Uh, we're about to hit that one here in a second. Uh, then we got the giants Eagles. Then we've got the Bengals bills Sunday morning. And then the Cowboys 49ers Sunday afternoon. Um, so again, Bengals bills Sunday, who you guys got? I have the Bills taking the dub on this one. I think they're a team of destiny. But the question is, we literally saw this matchup a couple weeks ago. This game was put on pause because of the injury that took place there, the tragic event that took place there. And now they're actually playing for real, except there's way more at stake because it's a playoff game. Um, I don't know, guys. What do you guys think? We have the Bills or the Bengals. I think it's the Bills. I, I mean, also think it's Bills, but I want to hear, hear AJ or false aj that's not false all right uh genuinely i i do think that the bengals are gonna win it i i said this earlier uh buffalo it, they showed too much weakness in the last one um i i just don't see it i just i think joe burrow is gonna make it and take it and go and see his next opponent in the chiefs okay that's it that's where it is uh I know I didn't weigh in on the last one, but I think the Niners are going to beat the Cowboys. Fair enough. I uh, I'm I'm pulling for the Cowboys, but I I just don't know, man. The 49ers team looks looks tough, dude. But we'll see how good this Cowboys defense is. They do say, after all, defense wins championships. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of defense wins championships, Philadelphia I think is going to destroy the Giants. Yeah, not just because they've got a great defense, but also because Dude, they've just got a rhythm on offense every week putting up points on the board. Super I, like aggressive. Like I don't I don't, I don't want to think... say destroy, but I do think they'll win. Okay. I just I, third third ranked in the NFC East Giants. I don't think I just I, I think Brian DePaul DeBall is doing a lot with that team, and it's it but I don't think it will be enough. I think the, the Giants no have moved No, there's no way. But I think I think the surprise of that match there's will no be way. it. I, I think the surprise of that match will be it's closer than you think. But the Eagles are going to win. Yeah, the G-Men have moved mountains this season compared to last season. I just yeah. don't know if the Giants have what it takes to it. beat the Eagles. But then again, Philadelphia has had a crazy past year with championships. They're doing a real stand-up job 
uh, winning and taking home uh, championships. Oh, wait. No, they lost two championships in the same weekend in sports. Hopefully they can break that curse with the Eagles, says all the Philadelphia Eagles fans, but we will see. They had to sacrifice their two other sports teams to bring home a Super Bowl. It's like a it's like a ritual. We've got to got to sacrifice the union. Phillies. <laughs> I'm sorry, you have to yeah. be terrible. <laughs> you got we you must gotta, win a Super Bowl. We, we we can only win with your blood on our hands. Uh <laughs> The, only way the Chiefs works. taking on the Jags. I think this is going to be a really fun matchup, but I do think this is going to be the biggest blowout uh, of the week. I do. I think the Probably. I think the Chiefs are going to take the Jags for a ride, man. <laughs> I think they are, dude. It's it's the Chiefs, dude. It Patrick Mahomes, dude. I think he Duval! is. I mean, I, I, I stand I firmly Mahomes. alone in this. I don't care. Yeah. I think you do stand firmly alone. I think Patrick is going to make the Jags go Mahomes. That's what I think. I think think they're going all the way Mahomes. I I believe in Prince Charming from Shrek 2. And I believe (laughs) in in Doug Peterson and the weird magic that they have. Do you believe in a thing called love? I do. Just listen to the rhythm of my heart. And I believe that Jacksonville is going to (laughs) upset Kansas City and everyone's going to be like, why? And I'm going to be like, because chaos this season made no sense. Why wouldn't Jacksonville win? Yeah, it's true. This season made absolutely no sense. Yeah, just look at our fantasy football lineups. It was it was crazy year. I think I had a hand in it. And that's just because I took it's all your fault. Once you once you take a kicker first in the draft. It, nothing's the same it's true uh we're gonna go kick it into the rest of our sports we're gonna <sighs> jump straight into this not one, worth it uh just because of time lamar leaving the ravens is this what's happening or not we know that lamar's contract is up at the end of the season uh um, he's gone you guys think he's gone or you think he's, he's gone Baltimore? i no. think- I think there's going to be a period of time where he, I think he, I think he'll genuinely try to negotiate, but if they don't offer this man the baggiest of bags, yeah, he's bye bye. I, I want to see someone make an NFL, the bachelor, like with, show Lamar. with like Lamar Jackson going up to all the teams and be like, so, uh, bachelorette number one, why should I go to Dallas to be your next quarterback? Well, quite frankly, we have the payroll to make it happen. <laughs> and then, like, you know, just that'd be hilarious. If he but, shows up in New York, I'm going to throw a fit. Dude. Yeah. I... Come to Atlanta. No, no you're not going to Atlanta. Let Ritter you don't know where the dreams can flow. I have a really good, and I mean really good theory today, uh, over on Herd today. And that okay. was this. Let's hear it. Yeah. Lamar to the bears here's why oh god the the baltimore ravens have built up a massive run style offense they need a leader in that spot that can adapt to their existing offense it's the only way for them to be successful the reason they struggled is because lamar hasn't been there to carry that run enabled offense but you know who else is a scrambling quarterback with a very low payroll that the ravens can take on because they're not willing to pay for lamar but you know who is Justin Fields. If you do a quick one-for-one trade, like sign-and-trade deal there, what happens is you have Justin Fields going into Baltimore, being able to be that mobile quarterback. That is needed in Baltimore. But guess who has cap space and is wanting to win? The Chicago Bears. 
They've got all the cap space for Lamar. Pay him whatever he wants. I think One issue. Okay, I'm going to hear you it. You go first, and then I'll, I will say the other <clears throat> issue. Uh, the Baltimore front office highly, highly overestimates LeBron, uh, Lamar's worth. I was going to call him LeBron. Lamar's worth. All right? They do, they do not. They wouldn't sign him on a contract that Lamar wanted. A hundred percent. Much money, and they said no. But they don't. They're not going to value Justin Fields as the same as Lamar. There's just no way. Like if they're going to do a one for one, they're going to ask for the first round, first yeah. pick in the draft, and the Bears are going to be like, "Gur, we're the Bears. We make poor decisions in our front office," and they're going to not do that. So yeah. the Bears are going to Bears. And the Ravens are going to Ravens and Lamar is going to walk away and he's going to pick the best team that can afford him. So Justin Fields, I, I don't just, he has to be a scrambling quarterback because the bears O line is paper thin. It's true. He said this year, this is the most he's run throughout his entire football career. And if you look at that O line, it's garbage. And Lamar doesn't want to go behind a garbage O line. He's coming from one. He wants to have. He wants. I'm pretty sure. That's a, that's a good point. I'll like that. Well, like Lamar wants to be known as an established passer as well. Hard to do that if you're going the, the to the projection. Bears and you've got Tevin Jenkins and a bag of beans. All right, guys, you get one shot at this. Lamar's leaving. Where's he going? Uh, that's hard. I, I, <clears throat> I hear Vegas needs a no, quarterback. No, the Rams. <laughs> I like, I like Rams need a quarterback. I like Carolina. Carolina needs a quarterback, and Carolina is one of the possible contenders for sure. I like Carolina. I feel like that I, he could do a lot with that. It would be okay. a great first piece in in rebuilding your franchise if they could do it without giving up their first overall pick, like their first round pick, and just sign him. Worth the money. Bring in a new era and put them with an established quarterback like Lamar. Uh, yeah. I, all the places we just said, it'd be cool to see him in. Like, honestly, you know where I would love to see Lamar, and this is purely because of chaos. And sometimes it's just fun to see some teams have too much power. Put him on the 49ers. Yeah, on the 49ers. Why not? Yeah. He wants to I win mean, now. That's a win now team. Brock Purdy has definitely showed that he is a value to to a team, and the 49ers might be willing to trade him for some additional weapons to their to their arsenal, and then be able to sign Lamar Jackson. The question is cap, right? How much money do they have? They just took on Christian McCaffrey's contract. Do they have money to spend on Lamar Jackson, who could be potentially one of the most expensive quarterbacks in the NFL? I think uh, this is one of those situations where if you're an owner, you're like, I'm taking that fine. Yes, I right. will, I will right. win the Super Bowl if Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Kittle, all these guys are on the team. Man, that would be dirty. Yeah. These same questions are happening over in the NBA, guys. This is going to take us into our next topic. We Ooh. are approaching the trade deadline in the NBA, and there's lots of questions as to what is going to happen with all of these NBA teams uh, with the cap space, with the personnel that's on these teams. Uh, ESPN put out a really great look at Eastern Conference deal predictions. They also have Western Conference as well. We're going to look at the Western Conference next week. I want to talk about Eastern Conference, what we think in terms of trades. Um, So let's just go down the list. We're going to go down pretty fast through these just because of time. We're going to start off with the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, 
I think they're very likely for a trade this year. Question is, who are they going to target uh, in Atlanta? What do they need? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Honestly, I think who, should, who they should target is a coach. Nate McMillan is not the right coach for them. I think the Hawks genuinely, if healthy, is probably a top four t- team right now, the way it's built. Uh, g- genuinely, unless they're trading for a superstar, they shouldn't trade for anyone. John Collins is a perfect fit. Him and Trey Young have been like together their entire career. That's Batman and Robin. Onyeka and Kanwu is honestly the best up and coming center I've seen in a long time. I think Clint Capella is the only t- person that on the starting five that is able to be traded. And if they're trading for him, like if they're trading, like I, I could see them doing like Clint Capella, AJ Griffin, not only want AJ Griffin gone, Jalen Johnson and Clint Capella, two good guys, two really good guys could literally start on a number of these teams right now. The only place I can see them go anywhere is if they get a big name person, like someone that could be considered like, I don't know, like a Zion Williamson. I'll take him, but that's not going to happen. Maybe, you know, what would be cool would be, uh, yeah, true. Uh, wait, uh, who's alongside him? He's long, uh, down there in new Orleans. I can't think of his name right now. I think he's injured too. There's a guy over there that I would take, but I, I don't. I, I genuinely don't see anybody in Atlanta going. Same thing with Boston. Boston could maybe use a three-point shooter. I could see that for Boston. Yeah. Uh, Boston's our next team. I think they're lower on the end of a possible trade. Four, four out of ten chance that they do a trade. They are definitely on fire this this year, playing some pretty great ball. Jaw leading the charge. I mean, I think uh, I think the Celtics have a really good shot with the team they've got. I don't really see them moving anything. Um, they are willing to use, uh, to use salary, uh, to move some pieces around, make something happen. I just, I just don't see it happening. Um, I gotta, yeah, I, I gotta agree. I think with the players they have on that roster, you know, you got guys that are really balling out this year, like Al Horford, Blake Griffin, and Luke Cornett. They're just carrying the team, you know, and why would we want to trade when we got people like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, Brooklyn. I, I mean, they, they're about 50-50 chance on a trade, like if anything does happen. Um, they don't have uh they don't have any size up front. They need to expand their their post position. Um, they've got the likes of Kevin Durant, though, just again playing out of his mind, possible MVP year for him. We talked about that a couple weeks ago here on the show. If you want to go uh check out that uh episode of the podcast or the show, I highly encourage you to come hear our take on that. Uh, the question is, what are they going to do to fix their defensive rebounding? They are last in defensive rebounding and 21 are uh, they're in 21st in second chance points allowed per game. So uh, that's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Getting a new big man in Brooklyn could be a great answer. Um, do you guys think they add size this trade, this trade uh, deadline or no? Uh, potentially. I mean, it's needed, but like, see, this is the thing. Uh, this is the thing with the NBA trade. It's like you expect a lot of things to happen, like major moves, and the mm-hmm. the likelihood of that happening is rare, a few far between. The teams that need to do it are trying desperately to get it done, but mm-hmm. the teams that they want to work with are teams that don't really need it, like the Atlanta Hawks, the Nets. 
the like the Boston Celtics. It's because they have these extra players on their bench that could potentially fill out other teams yeah. that makes them so good. It's because their second line is so good. Mm-hmm. If I if anybody really genuinely needs it, the the Hornets do because like the Hornets aren't great, but I don't see I don't see the Celtics doing anything. I, I, the Bulls need a lot of help. The Cavaliers too. I, I see all those guys making moves, but yeah, it, for sure. And Cav- Cavaliers are also competing for that front court depth. Um, the Horn- Hornets will take anybody. <laughs> so just give us somebody. Yeah. The question is: Is the GM going to take a chance at going and rebuilding right now in mid season, or he's going to just split this year, play out, see how well they do, uh, see where they end up in possible draft pool, and then go from there? Like try to make some moves. Then um, I mean, we really don't know. It, it all depends. Like, honestly, I could see the Bulls and Charlotte doing something with the Ball brothers. Like, I'm sure the mm. Bulls would love to have the balls there. And Zach Levine has shown that he is not excited to be in Chicago. Yeah. So you have the opportunity there to have DeMar DeRozan and the two Ball brothers that are worth their weight in salt. Like, that alone is a show for Chicago. I mean, it's not yeah. a great show, but it's a show. So, I mean... It's it's more than Chicago really has to offer right now. So, but Zach Levine is trying to force his way to the Lakers. So true. You never know. Like this is one of those situations where it's just like the NBA has changed so much in the last ten years. Where this is a player like centric league, whereas I I feel like the NFL is the opposite. The NFL is a team centric league. The NBA is more player centric. Like you can have players demand where they want to go. Yeah, and it started with the development 10, of this of the first done. super team in Golden State, right? Yep. Like, hey, we're going to link up. We're buddies. We like to ball together. Let's do it. Let's go win a championship. It works. They're willing to pay the, the money. They're willing Golden to pay the State was the first one. I would even go back further. Like Ooh, Boston. Okay. Boston. Boston's yeah. big three. Yeah. Like, Miami Miami's big three. Miami yeah. was like LeBron, no, no, no. LeBron and Wade. LeBron and them came together after – the Celtics came together because you have to think it was Paul Pierce, oh, Kevin Garnett, and uh, Rajon Rondo. Yeah. And the Celtics did that by actually trading. Yeah. And then you had LeBron's decision afterwards to go down to Miami because everyone's like, oh, we're tired of the Celtics being the best. And then LeBron going to Miami is technically, in my opinion, what started the whole NBA super I'm, team because you got to think it always started I'm with the big take my three. talents to wherever yeah. my boys are and we're gonna go win a championship exactly and then that's that's when the term big three like came because he yep. needed his quote-unquote big three which was bosch and d wade because yep. d wade was one of the three that convinced him to go to miami and, and bosch was there he's still playing as big well three. and he's got a lot more years probably left to play too like that's just who lebron yeah yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. I, I honestly think that he's gonna play a year at Bronny and then retire. Like that's what I think is gonna happen. I think that's what's gonna end up happening too. Which is just crazy. Um Fair Pacers, I think they're gonna try to make a move. Like, dude, like they have until February twenty eighth to uh add seventeen million dollars to their existing cap space because of an exemption. I think they're going to take advantage of that, try to go ahead and make a move at the deadline to make something happen. Uh, they need to make some moves there um, in order to be relevant. <laughs> um, and so we'll, we'll see if the Pacers actually do anything on that. Um, you know, 
to be honest, Levine could be a good fit for Indiana. I just don't know that he wants to go to Indiana. Just a thought. Um, Miami's not trading anybody. I just, I don't think, I don't see it happening. Um, <clears throat> the Bucks without Chris Middleton, do the Bucks need to go ahead and make a trade because of the Chris Middleton, Middleton, you know, not staying healthy. He's not a, he's not available as a trade candidate. Um, but I mean, if you're, if you're Milwaukee, how aggressive do you get? How, how hard do you want to try to play here? Do you, do you move some cards around? Do you, do you throw some cards, you know, back to try to see if you can draw two more? Like what, what happens? Um, do you give Giannis some more teammates to play alongside? Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think the Bucks will be fine if they don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, their championship was a lot of just riding on Giannis, so I don't doubt that Giannis can carry. Uh, I do think it would behoove them to get more assistance for the poor boy. True. True. Uh, we don't know what the Knicks are doing. No one no knows one what does. the Knicks are doing. Nobody the does. Knicks, the Knicks don't know what the Knicks I, are I doing. I remember watching the, the really draft yeah. last year and just watching Stephen A. Smith just have a meltdown live on TV. Yeah, I and love so it. It's it was so great. Funny. Yeah. It, uh, you love I, to see it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, just obviously they can't draft. I doubt they can trade well too. Like, let's just be honest. Uh, Orlando, again, they've got some pretty good uh, potential to make a trade here. They're 26 million below the luxury tax. Question is, do they have enough to attract a star player or to make some moves, uh, get a, get another team um, to agree to a trade with them? Do they have the weapons that other people might be interested in? If, if people were looking to offload some salary cap, that's where I could see a trade happening. It's like, hey, we've got a player. We could send you. We're trying to, we're trying to get off this. We don't have to pay a tax. I could, I could see that kind of thing happening. But again, Orlando, like Oklahoma City, Thunder, and the Western Conference, like they're just one of those – Smaller market teams, they don't have a lot of cap space to work with. They're going to try to play with young guys and try to keep it under the salary cap as much as possible now that they don't necessarily have all the stars that they once had. Uh, that's kind of how I see it. Charlotte's weird, had like one of the weirdest plays <clears throat> this week. They like it was Ja was supposed to, if Ja didn't touch the ball, like they were tossing it in like they do. I don't know the terminology. But Ja just left Ja Morant just left the ball on the ground and time ran down as no Charlotte player came up to like stop that from happening. Yeah. Like, oh. Look that up if you get a chance. That was crazy to me that just they kind of knew like, the writing on the wall, man. Like at that point it's just Yeah, like, but like no if, if that's the morale in the locker room, like that's that's a little sad. Yeah. Uh, three more teams to go here uh, in the Eastern Conference. Again, next week we're going to cover Western Conference. Excited to dive into that with all of you. Um, but uh, 76ers, uh, they have definitely had some interesting uh, seasons. Obviously, like James Harden and Joel Embiid, they haven't been healthy. They haven't all been uh, playing for extended periods of time. Um, the question is, are they going to do anything about that? Again, same story 
that's what we were talking about earlier with Boston. They've, they've seen some health issues. Do they make any moves to try to counteract those health issues? Do the 76ers do the same thing here as well? They have the cap to try to move some people around and they have some pieces. Um, they've got uh, 1.7 million in a trade exemption. And then they have another 6.4 million um, in a, in a trade exemption as well. So um do you think they get rid of Harden? Do you think they try to keep Harden? Um, gotta. They're over the luxury tax by a mil. So, I mean, it depends on how they feel about Harden because I think getting <clears throat> Harden was a big statement, and I think they're either going to be they they're either going to dig their heels in and be like, no, Harden's the one. Or they're gonna quickly realize not, and then cut them to save some cap. But I, I firmly, I, I think they're just gonna keep them. Yeah, I think they're gonna dig their heels in. Yeah, I, I mean, yep. yeah, I think so too. But I mean, um, it really just comes down to what what's get what gets pitched. If you're the GM in Philadelphia and you're watching what's happening with your team, like if you get a good offer for Harden, you're probably considering it. If it's, if you're going to get some pieces yeah. back, it's not, it's not a, Oh, like this is non-negotiable. We're not trading James Harden. I think he is on the table to the right buyer. Is what I'm saying. Even though like they did bring him there and they did try to make it like a big deal. I just, I don't know. Uh, Toronto. This is uh, what our boy BC lion has been uh, trying to get us to talk about here. Uh, the Raptors have had some great seasons. They've made some great, uh, great moves. You know, last season they traded a tragic uh, and a first round pick. They picked up Thaddeus Young. Um, do we see any trades happening this time around? I I think the chances are pretty high. Uh, they are four and a half million below the luxury tax. They have six and a half million uh, cash to spend. Um, so. What do you guys think? Do you guys think the Raptors are going to uh, do that? Or do you think they're just going to wait because they do have their own first-round pick um, coming up soon? Uh, I mean, I think that's the issue right there is, uh, first and foremost, Toronto's not a destination Mm. to play. All right? Like, not since Kawhi was in Toronto has anybody wanted to go over there. And I think, gen- generally speaking, I think that's the case still. That's the hard part about being a small market team. Nobody wants to play with you. So I think their best bet is to just wait, give up as much assets as they can, collect as many draft like spots as they can coming up. If a team comes calling, like this is the perfect team for any team that has something missing to come and pick apart. This is this is what I like to call a prey team. As much as the Raptors are a very much like predator situation, they're they're the lambs of the NBA right now. You pick apart every single spare morsel from that team you can right now. This is a perfect time for people to come in and pick up somebody on the market just for draft assets because that's the only way these guys are going to compete is if they get enough draft assets and literally draft a good team. They still have first rounders for the next seven years. First rounders for the next seven years. And they've got six second round uh, picks available to use in a trade as well. Um, 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, a guy I highly expect to move, Kyle Kuzma. I don't think he's going to be in Washington by the trade deadline. I think he's going to get traded off. Um, That's somebody that I could see genuinely speaking that the Hawks go for. I, I see the Hawks maybe yeah. trading like that. This is a good point that I could see a Clint Capella for a Kyle Kuzma. Maybe they get a Jalen Johnson and that's a trade. Yeah. It just that's depends good. really like the big question is in the Western conference. And that is what are the Lakers going to do? Because they have a lot of pieces to move and offload with Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly. They could make a move for Kuzma. Uh, but I mean, I, I see them going know. more after Zach Levine. Uh, totally. I, I, I can do. totally see that too. Um, but, uh, that's why we just get to speculate, but the truth is we're going to find out in about a month from now. Uh, yep. all star break is coming up trade deadline with it. It's going to be chaos. That's all I can say, which is Stathead's favorite thing. Chaos. Love trade deadlines. Let me tell you, you never, we all think we know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Yep. And you know what else? I I thought I knew what was going to happen with the NBA for a long time. Um, I was a Thunder fan. I thought they were going to win their championship. That immediately just devastated me when I watched them blow a 3-1 lead. Um, but uh, it happens. It happens sometimes. And some things surprise you. And you know what? I was scrolling through Twitter today, and this video we're about to show completely surprised me. Uh Let's uh let's pull this up here. If you guys are at home, I just gotta say this. This clip is scary to me. Because I was about to mention earlier, it just seems like the NBA and the talent of the NBA just gets better and better and better with each and every draft class. People are just bawling out like crazy. Like there's there's really no such thing as a bad player anymore. Like ever like there's so much talent coming up. And mm. check out these third graders. Playing basketball. This is insane, guys. I love these celebrations, too. Like, I don't know what the heck they're doing. But this kid's a monster. Getting the one. I mean, look at him. Dude, he's, like, freaking huge. Number one, he, knows, he knows he's got game. He's a confident kid. Watch this. Draining the three. Yeah, I, I just like you love to see it. Uh, I just gotta say this: I never want my kid to play basketball because if this is the kind of talent he's facing, uh, I don't know if he's got the athletic bloodline from my side of the family to be able to compete with the likes and talents of kids like this, who are inevitably the next LeBron James. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just gotta say that. Um, we're going to go ahead and break out of sports for just a minute. We do have a great boss battle in sports coming up at the end of the show tonight, but we want to touch on some gaming and entertainment pieces. Uh, so let's get started here. Uh, I messaged you guys earlier to see if you guys had a chance to watch HBO's The Last of Us. Uh, I watched it today, actually. I didn't get to watch it live on Sunday. I watched it today. I wanted to see what your thoughts were on it. If you got to watch it, if you're really looking forward uh, to diving into it, the reviews are great on it. Um, AJ, I texted you earlier. You said you didn't know how you felt about it. I want you to elaborate, you know, without giving away spoilers, you know, what was your overall feel for the show? I mean, it, like I, I, I'm going to be real. It was a little slow. Uh, 
if you know anything about the game, and this is somebody who is, I, I like to consider myself a gamer, but I've never played The Last of Us. I still kind of knew the whole story and what was going to happen with like most of the characters that you're introduced to within the first couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, ha- having said that, it seems well acted. It looks filmed well, but to me, it just seems like this is taking up the hype that the walking dead had 10 years ago when it was fresh and just revamping it. That, that that's all it is to me. Like people are just like, well, the walking dead was great. I loved it, but you know what? I got a little tired after season 12. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of seasons and it's yeah, like, okay, sure. cool. So it's funny. I think that's what it that. is. My wife said the same thing. She's never played the last of us game. She has no knowledge of like what the story is. I think, so far, story to game, like it's it's the way they portray the game and bring it to life on the screen is it's incredible. They do a great job recreating a lot of iconic scenes in the game so far in the show. Um, but whenever we're watching it, like, yeah, it keeps you on edge. It's kind of slow in character building, like Andor was for uh for Disney Plus. They have that kind of here with this HBO series. The thing about it is when you're watching it, I felt the same way. My wife felt the same way. It's just another zombie show. Like, what difference yeah. can, you, can you have? My wife will say that running, jumping, scary zombies are just terrible. Like, she says that if that ever exists, I'm just, I'm out. Like, that's it. Yeah, because it, it's not fair. It's just not fair. That, that's, that's it. It's just not it's fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> if they can run, game over, man. That's, Dude, that's yeah. too much. That's it. No running or jumping. I'm out. No, sorry. Game over. Like if they can climb open doors, that's just it's not fair. Yeah. Like, they can already are... go and not sleep, you know. The, the zombies in here are completely terrifying. Got to say that. It's pretty great. Um I will say the the show has me hooked from a story perspective because of the actors. Pedro Pascal is just like the man. We talked about this last week on the show, Stathead. Like, yes, we did. dude, Pedro is just awesome. I will say there's a problem. I can't unhear the Mandalorian. I just can't. He has a little bit of a southern Texas twang. I'm like, it's still the Mandalorian. Every time he talks, that's all I hear now. So he just is the man. He's the man. Delorean. Absolutely. Delorean. Which, by the way, did you guys see the trailer last night for the Mandalorian season three? I did not. We have it right here. We can watch it. We can watch it. Oh, uh, can we? I feel like I feel like the DMCA would be like. We can watch it, we can watch like... it with sound. We can watch it. We can watch it. Okay. So I'll kind of tell you guys a little bit of like what's happening, uh, a little bit as we go here. If if you guys don't want to watch this, I'm sorry. We're watching. Um, DC Mayo's like, wanting more dude. sports, and we're oh, like, no nerd. Nerd time, uh, dude. So all these Mandos are like following. Uh, the Mandalorian. They're following Din Djarin. Didn't you see him flying? By the way, everyone who missed the Book of Boba Fett's like, wait, where did Grogu come back and why is why is he flying a Naboo starfighter? You're going to have to go watch Book of Boba Fett. Uh, or we can tell him, spoilers have long gone. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's, it's been a while. Uh, anyway. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Uh, okay, armor's back. Like, dude, like, if you guys could hear some of the music and dialogue that's happening on this, it's so great. But he basically says, I'm going back to Mandalore to pay for my trespasses. Uh, and if, 
and dude, like this is just the visual imagery of this show looks incredible. Going back to Coruscant. This is him walking around Mandalore. I'm pretty sure. And it looks like we got some flashbacks coming from order 66. I love this, this scene right here with the Mandalorian starfighter being chased by tie fighters. This is just Info Arcade stroking his Star Wars ego dome right now. Oh, dude. And that's allowing sure. that's himself all it is. I'm kind of here for it. It's kind of funny. It's awesome. It is, he's just narrating it. It's not even a first reaction. We're just no, getting him just... like nerding out. <laughs> and look at look at the title scene. Oh, wow. the, the imagery it's on this. Blood. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. When I watched that for the first time, uh, BC Lion said, that's a long trailer. When I watched it last night, it felt like 20 seconds. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, like that went by so fast. Then I watched it today. And I'm like, OK, that actually was kind of a long trailer. But it was a blur the first time because I was like trying to catch every detail as a huge Star Wars nerd. Yes, it's over. It's over. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. This just gave me that tease that I needed to get excited for Mandalorian. Uh, March 1st, guys. Season 3, March 1st. I'm ready. This is the way. This is the way. All right. Uh, let's talk video games. There's one video game I want to talk about in particular. I think AJ is going to be really interested in this. The apes are making a really crappy game. That's right. The Board Ape Yacht Club is making a very crappy game. No not in that it's like bad. They put a $450 million game together about poop. Yeah, they did. They put a $450 million game together about poop. This comes to us over from Kotaku. Uh, basically, uh, this game is called Dookie. Uh, so, Dookie so Dash. This is my favorite thing ever. They say that they raised $450 million for a game about poop, and that's just not true. They raised $450 million for their metaverse. This game about poop is just a little way to like help prevent people from minting and flipping their next mint. Yeah, that, That's why think, Kotaku that's is brilliant. wrong. I think that's brilliant. Like That's a smart way to get it to where it's like, yeah, you can't just mint and flip. Like That's not going to happen. Uh, but basically, it's a fascinating game. Uh, this this is literally straight from the article here on uh, Kotaku. Dookie is a fascinating backstory that completely justifies swimming through monkey crap. Uh, a monkey shattered the fabric of reality while he was taking a poo, which allowed him to obtain a treasure box and a key, which he accidentally downed the key during celebratory revels, and in which he attempts to regain by, you guessed it, pooping it out on the toilet. So... Why didn't he not try to poop it somewhere else that wasn't the toilet? We have no idea, but that's why players have to dive into the sewers in a scuba suit to try to collect the coveted key. This is a play-to-earn game in which you can unlock features for your minted ape. You oh, I can't unlock wait. Oh, dude. You can unlock gear. Uh, you can play that video right there. It's hilarious. You can see some of this artwork here. I would just mute it uh, if you can. But, dude... <laughs> This game artwork is great. The artwork is amazing. Oh, I just dude. gotta say, it's this game is insane. Uh, first annual eight fest. I love that uh, they're paying like a tribute to all this stuff. The thing that I don't like about this is that it feels very pay to win in some regards because you actually pay ape coin to unlock features in the game. <laughs> so that's not it. You unlock uh, boosts. So it's like a speed boost. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Pay to win. That's pay to win. You're it's unlocking not. the speed boost by paying money or paying ApeCoin. How is that not pay to win? Either way, the it's, crazy part about this is you need skill. You're competing against everyone for the highest score. And depending on your score, and the, the higher the score, the better and more rare of a mint you unlock. Yep. Like that's just insane to me. Um, go check out this Kotaku article. I'll go ahead and post it in the chat. Uh, you guys can uh, go check it out after the show. Super interesting. I just wanted to give a shout out to Yuga Labs and the fact that they're making a video game. Uh, this is also another really interesting uh, thing about this. this is only running for like three or four weeks. Yep. Like this is just like a short term game. Like you can only play it while it lasts. But uh, it's pretty cool. They tell you a little bit about the game. They actually have a little bit of gameplay here in a second. But you guys can actually go check all that out over on the Kotaku website with the link in the chat. Highly encourage you because super funny, super hilarious, uh, and really informative. Uh, is this where VR video games are headed? Oh, God. I don't know. Stathead does not look amused. I, listen, I will not keep my amused. thoughts on this game very short. It's not for me. It's, I'm gonna I be real. With, no, I disagree with a lot of what you've just explained to me. Um, but uh, NFT stuff aside, I'll push that aside. This is a game that is a massively multiplayer online game. It's a, I, I, I don't like those. That's they're not my cup of tea. I'm not gonna dog on something that someone else might enjoy. But there's a lot of stuff about this game that I'm like, eh. but like you know, it's it's not for me. Uh, it's not an M. See, this is what I love. It's not an MMORPG. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's like a temple it's like run. An arc, it's like a temple running game. Yeah. It is oh, temple that's right. run. It's arcade. It's you're, going through, game. you're going through. Yeah. 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 Trying so, to dodge all the. Crap. I thought I got. I got one part confused. I got the when you were talking about you competing scores. I was like, oh, is it just you the, are? No. You are like no, your I scores understand. are still put on the scoreboard me. to compete. Still not. Is it because it's poop? No, actually, that make that's on brand weirdly. Yeah. Um. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, that. I mean, it's, I like narratively driven games. This to me, it's it's a game that you said was only going to be up for like a couple weeks or months or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So now I gotta explain it as an owner. Okay. So this is where I, I jump I, in. All right. It's poop. Say, let All me right. let me preface you thing. No matter what you say, I I you're not gonna zoom. convince them. That's fine. fine. But That's please fine. do for the audience. I want the audience to know. For so the audience. Make an important Be excited about this crappy game, people. Be exactly. Or don't. or don't. Okay. So if you like NFTs at all, listen. If you don't, just mute. All right? Because I, I don't want to hear you <laughs> complaining. All right? Because this is the easiest way to do it. If you have an open mind, listen. All right? No. So. You can take that as an entirely different way. Uh, oh, I know. Uh, so. When you mint, usually and every other time, you just click a button, you get something in your wallet, and you go, hey, I minted something. Woo! Now, a lot of times this gets abused by a bunch of people that want to flip and abuse it for money and other things. So Yuga was like, wow, how do we do that? We are a very important company every time we do this. You know, we don't want scammers to get like hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever, something that people for think sure. is that worth from us because we do quality work. We got to make it so it's worth something, and I mean, like that's what happened. That's what happened with the other side, right? When people's got to earn it, like exactly. Tons of people flipped it, and I think there's a really creative way to be like, look, if you actually want one, you gotta, you gotta go get. You one. gotta earn it. You, you gotta just, put some time in. Yeah, which I think but, is cool. So uh, the story revolves around the fact that they are partying, 
with a chimp who is not an ape because apes don't have tails. All right. Oh, yeah. That is interesting that he is a chimp. And he rips a mega fart that opens a dimension time portal to another world where other chimps in ironclad armor pop out and give Curtis a key. The key they then begin to party with because we are bored apes. We do things that most people wouldn't do. And they we party accidentally with- swallow it because it falls into a drink and he takes a drink and he swallows it. Exactly. Next thing you know, he's got a key stuck in his stomach and then eventually in his bum. And, and- he doesn't poop it out. So they got to go the other way around through the sewer to get to that key to he pull out. Key out. It's so, so great. You only have three weeks because how if long can somebody yank- be on a toilet? That's right. If uh, if you want to go yank a key out of a monkey butt, you can do it by going over to Yuga Lab's website and getting uh, involved in that. Fun times. Yeah. Again, this just makes me wonder, what is the future of NFT video games? Like, oh, it's great. Oh, dude, it's so great. I can't wait for the uh, FCF game that's going to come eventually because it's definitely not going to be like this at all. But at the same time, it's going to be just awesome. And the fact that it's going to be pay to earn as well, you know, a little bit of a little bit of fun to be had, man. Like gives you it feels like, you know, most mobile games. It's like, I why am I playing this? I'm just doing it to burn time. These games, it's like, oh, you're actually trying to upgrade your nft like something you physically own i think that's pretty dope this is the thing that i'm really excited about because i've seen a couple games coming out like uh, all the games we have now imagine all of them but the in-game currency you get can be traded for crypto and you can buy a car with it after playing the same game yeah. For a year. Like if you played Fortnite from the beginning and you just collected all that Fortnite loot, instead of buying, you just collected it. Imagine no for you. Imagine all the V-Bucks that you've earned throughout the years of battle passes, and you just be like, you know what? I'm gonna cash this in uh for some for some money. I'm gonna get some cash. That, that's sick. the future of NFT gaming. Oh yeah. it's so exciting. Cannot wait. Anyway, uh enough crap like, talk. No. Enough crap talk. Actually, we're not done talking about crap. My mama taught me if you ain't got nothing good to say, you don't say nothing at all. all. That's right. Don't say nothing at all. And I ain't got nothing good to say, so I ain't saying anything. I I, I admire that hospitality. I almost took took a swear word for this episode. (laughs) Dude, did you? You almost took it? I almost took it, but I was like, nah. You can take it. I haven't taken it yet. He hasn't. If it comes naturally. I have yet to take it. That's what she said. Um... You didn't catch that. It's fine. I, I, uh, did. I did. Uh, we caught it. We just didn't want to bring attention to it. <laughs> yeah. no, no. Hey, I wanted to let it. Die no, but I don't want to bring attention to. But we're gonna do it anyway. In today's boss battle, we want to talk about this. The new kicker for the Cowboys doesn't need to happen. Does doesn't need to happen. We saw last night. We saw one of the most horrendous extra point like performances all night long. Like. Bruh. Get a new like, kicker. Get get a kicker. Jerry Jones hops on and says, you know, he's kicked enough good ones. Like, we'll keep him around. What? It's the playoffs, and he missed four PATs. Four. Like, somebody, get destroying on the phone. There is a spot for him in Dallas to be the field goal kicker Seriously. for the Cowboys. Like, that's all I got to say. So, boss battle time. What do you guys think? New kicker for the Cowboys, yes or no? I think we're all going to say probably the same thing. 
but that's why it's called boss battle. I want to hear your opinion. You know, what, what should the Cowboys do? They're going in. They're three games away from the Super Bowl. Two games away from the Super Bowl, actually. They got to win this week, and then they got to win the next week after that, and then they're in. That's it. So, do you do something about it? Or do you say, hey, <laughs> we're holding on to dear life. We're going to try to make something happen. What do you guys think? Let me know. Uh, start off with Stathead. Stathead. I was going to, you know, when I saw it on the rundown, I was going to go, yeah, yeah, no, new kicker. And then I was like, during the show, I was like, wait a minute. What were Brett Maher's stats for the season? And then I looked it up. Man kicked 79. He made 79 kicks, including field goals and extra points, out of 85. 79 out of 85. That is six kicks missed. He had right. a ending his season, regular season, with a 90.6 field goal percentage. He scored 137 points. He didn't need to be clutch last night. He didn't need to make those kicks. He didn't need to. Luckily, I don't. But I, he should have. Yeah, he should have, no, but he didn't need to. You, you, you fire a kicker when they miss clutch kicks. Do you fire a kicker when they don't miss, when they don't, when they don't make non-clutch kicks? Dude. I think uh, Brett Maher is a good. Their kicker. job is to do one thing. Hey, Brett Maher is a good kicker who had one bad game. Ball. I'm not going to fire my kicker after one bad game. That happens. That wasn't just a miss, though. That was not one. But they won two. the game. Not three, but four miss kicks. The four same miss kicks. kicks. And it's a kick you take very often. And I know he's made a bunch of them. Freddie Airmail coming in from the Freddie Stat Go podcast. With this fact, he only missed three all regular season in terms of PATs, and he missed yeah. more than that last night in one game. Imagine if the opponent was the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Okay, and are you putting that okay. kicker up for yeah. a fifty-yard field goal? When, to win when the James, game? okay. So if you have a running back that fumbles the ball three times in a game, do you cut them? I definitely think that you figure out what you're going to do to hold on to the dang ball. But, but you don't cut them. See, what Freddie said, I agree with. Don't think it's fair that other positions have such a greater allowance for a bad game. Kickers, the whole mentality with them is they're a dime a dozen, but you need them. Brett Maher is a good kicker who had a bad game. You give them that wiggle room, that respect of this dude has been a good kicker his entire career. He doesn't, he can have a bad game. They still won, but those four that he missed, the Cowboys were up by a lot. Those sure. kicks didn't matter because you need a kicker who can be in the clutch. Now, okay. if we're talking this was a 34-31 game and he missed the game-winning kick, he's not clutch. Okay, we're having a conversation now because that's the kick that I'm paying kickers to make. Right, true. You can miss all the kicks you want, but if you make – that was Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, true. That's Adam Vinatieri, and he's, Hall and of Fame uh, kicker. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, one, of of most, kicking, one of the most – Not because of consistency. Notable kickers of our time. Uh, AJ, I, I got a, I got one thing to say to add to that, but I'm gonna let AJ go. AJ, you think you're firing the kicker? Yes. Oh, 100. Uh, when when your starting quarterback is like, go for the two and yelling at the coach instead of taking and, the field and there's goal. There's another question: Is it the kicker's fault that they didn't just start going for two? Like, kicker's obviously having a bad day. Peyton Manning on it, up on the on the Manning cast last night. He's like, go for two. Like, yeah, you're up, but you're not going to make the PAT, so just go for two. 
it's it's one of those situations where it's frustrating because you got to yeah. think of it like it, your your entirety as a player is get the ball kicked through that field goal and he could i'm cool with missing it once twice especially in a situation like last night when the game is not on the line sure you can you can afford to miss two field goal maximum four in a row is not okay there's there was a moment where they had an opportunity he missed three in a row made one then missed one okay still three in a row not okay four in one night not okay the point is, when it gets to a, a, a point where you are uncomfortable on fourth down with a field goal, within field goal range, and you don't trust your kicker, that's not that's not a situation that you want, especially in the playoffs. So I don't blame Dak for wanting to go for two or keeping it on the fourth to continue to get a touchdown. I, I get it. I would do the same thing. If I was Dak Prescott, I would literally tell the kicker, yo, go go hit the locker rooms. You're done for the night. If Bring out the misses, punter. Here's the real question. If he misses a PAT next week, what do you do? First I, PAT he misses, I'm, I'm sending him to the locker room. Why is it whenever we talk about kickers, it's always when they do something bad? Because there are a lot of because they're the goalies of the NFL. They they are like no one no one really talks about goalies and the amazing saves that they make all the time. Like you talk about it for a minute and then you move on to all the things that they did wrong. It's just it's just this sad part of the position. Then look at the stuff. Look at the stuff that they do right. Oh, you're right. But oh, we is, do though. When you're I, being paid that much money, you're expected to kick a ball through the through the field. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't have a bad game. He had a terrible game, but I'm not saying cut him. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm saying cut him. I, I'm just saying that's like that doesn't make maybe any sense. maybe start maybe start like trying to talk to your boy destroying and see uh, see how much he'll be taking. A yeah, get a for. new kicker next season. Yeah, I don't know. I think especially if it comes down to it and that's the reason you get out of the playoffs, then at that point it's on the owner. If like, it's if, a, if it's on the kicker, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm kicker, saying if you keep the, the kicker on, if you're the GM, you say, hey, we're not going to get rid of the kicker. You know, it's it's just a bad night, whatever. But then he has another dismal performance that leads to a loss. Then that's on you, the GM, not the kicker, because you didn't go find another one. That's my thought. Uh, but we don't care about our thoughts here. We want to know your thoughts at home. Who do you think you agree with the most? Do you agree with AJ? Do you agree with myself? Do you agree with Stathead? Let us know in the chat so we can figure out who won the boss battle uh, for this week. Um, but guys, that wraps it up for tonight's show. That is my uh, that is my uh, spiel. That's it. All done. 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 Just got done. nothing else to say. Actually, I got a lot to say. There's so much that I could put on the show tonight. I had to put off. But uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week, and that's perfectly fine. Make sure you guys tune in each and every Tuesday night right here on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and podcast services all around the world. You guys can come listen to the Info Arcade show. Uh, every week we're live Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific, and we hope that you join us. Come over into the chat, the live chat. Let us know your opinion so we can react with you in real time. We love doing that. Also, while you're on it, and you're if you're actually listening to this on a podcast service, go pick up the Freddy Stat Go podcast. Go give that a listen as well. Also, Wednesday nights, we've got the amazing Don't Cause a Ruckus with your boy AJ Ka and Jose Ruckus each and every week, 8 Central, 6 
Pacific. Uh, you guys can go listen to that. Check it out. And then Thursday, the fan-controlled show, which is always a good time over there. Um, they had a really fun show last week. If you guys didn't tune in, highly advise you. Go check it out. But that wraps it up for tonight's show. Um, any final closing thoughts, gentlemen? Kickers are people, too. Kickers are people, too. Well, not in the FCF, because we don't need a freaking kicker. Yep. That's right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Fan Controlled Sports, Power to the Fans. This has been a presentation of the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Comment, rate, and subscribe to this feed for all of your favorite fan-controlled shows. If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.